The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. So I have one of my favorite guys when it comes to the dirt track experience, Todd Hutto from East Bay Raceway Park. Hey, Todd. Hello, Cece. How you doing? I'm still riding my high from Saturday night, Todd. Well, that's good. Did you have fun? Oh, I had a blast. Thank you so much for helping, you know, make that possible for me. I had a great time, and so did my whole family that came up with me. Thank you so much. That's good. The uh, I thought the race was pretty exciting, actually. Everybody did a real good job, and, and the more importantly, nobody right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no cautions got thrown during our race. Well, see, I was going to bring that up, you know, like maybe the next driver's meeting and say, hey, you know, um, What's the deal here, guys? We come out here and we did a, a media race. They went out and throw their pen and paper away and their, their TV cameras, and they went out and put on a show, and they didn't have any cautions. Why can't we do that? You know? <laughs> well, you know, I wanted to uh, commend you on something, Todd. I, I noticed that your pricing for the race Saturday night was $12 for adults, and if I remember correctly, you were letting kids 11 and under in free to the racetrack, correct? Right, 12 and under. 12, 12 and under free. Now, you know... He's not going to get any arguments out of me. No, because this is what Rob and I and Jack have been preaching, that track should try this. And Now, has it always has this always been your pricing, the 12 and under free? Uh, actually, no. Whenever uh, our group, with me and Al and, and Mike and Dean, uh, the, the partnership bought the racetrack, we actually lowered the price and allowed the kids to come in free. So we actually lowered the price when we bought the racetrack. Todd, why are you throwing away all that money? Well, yes. Now, exactly. This is the now. This is the kind of response we've been getting from other track owners that that's you're losing money. You know, you shouldn't be letting the kids in for free. That it's not a good idea. Has your experience been that this has been a positive thing and that you make money up in concessions? Uh, well, actually, maybe maybe a little bit here and there, but more importantly, um, what we just talked about, you know, racetracks closing and different things. We've got to create new racers, and if they're not here at the racetrack when they're young, yeah, we're not going to create new racers in the story. That's a very good point. So we've, we've oh. got to get them here and get them interested in the racing. Obviously, you know, most of us that's in the racing now grew up because mom and dad or somebody was in racing. Somewhere along the line, we got involved in it, and uh, you know, you got to keep the youngsters involved in, in, in something. Um, of course, you know, most of us play football or cheerlead or do something, and. And you always grow up on that side of things, and the racing's the same way. If you grow up in racing, you love it, you enjoy it, you want to be here each and every week. And, and the kids look like they have so much fun at your track. They are running around, and granted, they are picking up the clots of dirt that get, <laughs> that get flung around, and they're playing with them, and they're having a good time. And you don't, you know, and there's like no kids causing problems that I have ever noticed up there or you know, throwing fits and being unhappy. Everybody's just so, you know, having such a good time uh, watching the races and the kids are running around and playing. And um, it's just a great family atmosphere. And just, you know, kudos to you and Al and everyone up there at East Bay. Well, I appreciate it. We do work hard. Um, and Friday night we do uh, our go-kart racing for the kids. Um, we have some older kids, of course, that participate in the go-karts. But basically it's for the younger kids, and, and that's where it starts. I mean, uh we're all fortunate, you know, to, to be able to do what we love to do, and uh, the kids are a part of that, and we need to bring them up in that atmosphere that's fun and positive so that one day they can take over and be the leaders mm-hmm. of our racetrack. So, Todd, tell us, tell us it's time you 
gave us uh, the segue before where you were going to tell us something, make a big announcement. Earth, earth shattering. Can't wait any longer. Mind blowing. Announcement that you've got. Well, the, well, the mind blowing part, you know, was probably somewhat along the lines of, of some of the Florida short track, short track promoters being able to sit down and work together and come to an agreement. I mean, that's Jack's been to some of the meetings that we've had over the past ten years and. And that's probably the, the maybe the earth shattering or mind blowing, whichever way you want to look at it. All right. Um, but then to actually agree on something, I mean that's even bigger, you know. Um, but uh, Volusia Speedway Park, North Florida Speedway, Ocala Speedway, and East Bay. I mean we've all been working together over the last three or four months on things and and trying to figure out ways to help um, all of us succeed and help the racers succeed even uh, a little bit more um, so that the racers can go to east, you know, from East Bay to Volusia or North Florida or Ocala and race and not have to change too much on their cars. Mm-hmm. That's great. So basically we've sat down and, and, and taken just one group of racers to start with because obviously if you look at a rule book, there's numerous pages and a lot to be deciphered. So we, we kind of sat down and looked at our sprint car situation and... Uh, our cars here at East Bay run a little bit different motors than some of the other cars that come from North Florida or Jacksonville, different places. And, and uh, so what we're trying to do is put, put together a deal where we can come up with a common rule book. And we've sat down with the racetracks and, and created basically a series amongst the tracks. Um, and we're going to run an eight-race deal. And basically it's between those four racetracks right now. And we're going to have a series uh, promoter, so to speak, or, or series director, um, and that will be Don Reams. Don's a longtime sprint car veteran and, and will do an excellent job to go around and oversee the operation and, and take care of things as we go from track to track and make this thing work. Um, but the biggest thing is putting together that rule book and for all the tracks to keep the open communication going and, and we all talk once or twice a week actually and I think it's a great thing and basically from there we want to keep moving forward with some other classes and keep this thing kind of rolling and, and work on some things that hopefully you know um, we can continue to, to build upon I've tried in the past and Jack knows I've tried to do some things with, with the part of the thought challenge and the Southern Sportsman Series that, that we ran some years ago and we were in some of the meetings and I tried to get some of the owners to do some things. And I didn't really accomplish a whole lot except a bunch of meetings. But with this group here, they're all open-minded. And we've, we've accomplished more in three months than I did in five years. So I think it's going to be a win-win for the racer, for the fans, and for the tracks. Well, you see, you went to all those meetings, Todd, and you learned how to do meetings. And uh, you, you learned how to do them in a in a in a... Uh, well, how they didn't work. <laughs> how they didn't work. Yeah. Exactly. I got to eat a lot of pizza. That's right. So, but uh, no, the big thing is, like I say, we've created something here um, that that Don and Ann Reem uh, can, can take control of. Of course, everybody knows Don and Ann, and they take have done great over the years um, with the TBRA, and, and I think Don can step in and do an absolutely wonderful job here. Uh, Phil and Liz at North Florida has been. Uh, great to work with, along with Tanya and, and Mike at Ocala. Tanya at Volusia has been... I just met her this year when the when the late model deal did, did their combined deal. We went up there and, and had a meeting with all of us and, and it, uh, 
that's kind of when the communication started, and from there we just opened it up and went a little bit further, and I think it's going to be a win for everybody. Um, what we're kind of doing is I'm going to have a website and all that stuff and get everything posted. Uh, the website will be uh, dirtfordirt.com. Basically, our dirtfordirt.com promoters association is what we're going to call this deal and hopefully just make it grow from here. Is that with a letter? I mean, the letters F-O-R, or is that with the numeral four? Numeral four. Okay. Dirtfordirt.com. I'm not as quick as Jack on the website stuff, but it might take me about a week to get it up there. So. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, what? He's always looking for a job. <laughs> not these days. So, Todd, this is great about Don. You know, um, I've, I've worked with him with the with his checkered flag sprint series, and um, you know, he's he's just a great guy to be working with, and he knows the sprint cars. Where where do you see down the road um, once you get the the sprint car series going? Where do you see down the road you want to take it next? What next series do you sort of want to focus on to, to go for, between the four tracks? Probably looking at the modified. We're doing the modified race here, which David will be coming to in Thanksgiving. And, and once again, um, you know, kind of poking myself in the back. But East Bay is the one that's kind of outside on the box on the rules. Yeah. So we're trying to do something a little bit different with our rules for that race. It's a non-points race, but it's a 50-lap race that will be paying a 1,000 to win that weekend. And we're basically opening our rule book up to coincide with the UMP um, and some of the other classes that, that Volusia runs in Ocala and North Florida so that see how our cars compete here versus at those tracks. Our guys do go to Ocala and run, and some of them run with the two-barrel and some of them run with the four-barrel or, or vice versa. And uh, they do pretty good. But how would you like to see them run, Todd? Um, we're going to have to open it up a little bit. Uh, we're going to have to open up our, our cars a little bit and, and give them a little bit more uh, so they can keep up, even here at East Bay. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, when you go to some of the other tracks, Volusia and, and North Florida, especially, those tracks are a little bit bigger, and it does take a little bit more motor to get around them. So um, that's where our cars, if they stayed on the same motor package, would like you know lack a little bit. So. And what, what motor do they actually run in uh, your class? Well, basically, we're on a head combination where it's a little bit smaller than everybody else in a two-barrel carburetor, where the other motors are open a little bit more and they have a four-barrel, and actually they weigh 100 pounds less. Our cars are a little bit heavier. So we're just going to adjust some weight and allow them a four-barrel and, and kind of see what happens. Has there ever been that uh, the crate motor brought into the modified? Not yet. We've, we've experimented with it here. Um, we've tried things and we have looked at it um but uh right now we have not actually put it in race competition so to speak uh of mm-hmm. course anybody that's been around late model racing the last year or so especially here at east bay has seen the crate motor and it does a pretty darn good job in late yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it does but, no doubt about it but uh the get back to the sprint car deal the uh it'll be called top gun sprint car series and uh like I say, the, the big thing is working out the rules and stuff so that the two or three different combinations of rules across the state of Florida can actually come together and, and work as one. And um, we'll be starting the deal off next year at North Florida Speedway on March the 7th. So uh, we've got a schedule in place of eight races, and it'll be spread out throughout the whole year. So it won't be a whole lot of traveling, you know, week to week to week. It'll, it'll give, give you know the guys time to recuperate, so to speak, and still be able to uh, run their home track and 
and the rules amongst the series will be the same rules on a weekly basis at the racetrack. And, you know, I'd love to see a young man or a young lady go out and win the, the series championship and a track championship in the same year. That would be awesome. Is it a wing class or non-wing class? It'll be the wing class. It's basically the same uh, sprint we have running here at East Bay now on, a, on a, every other week. Um, Is that the 360s? It's basically our limited sprints here. We're going we're gonna to up them up, you know, a little bit more um, as far as the what the uh, Jack Sprint Cars series is up in North Florida. They have a group running up there with auto scraping them. Right. There's a bunch of different types of sets of rules around, and we just kind of got to manipulate everything so it all works together for everybody. So, so I was just going to Is there going to be a point series? Absolutely. It'll be an eight-race deal. It'll be a points. So we have a points fund. Um, at the end of the year, and uh, so everything, like I say, is going to be based off some of the other things that I've done. I, I kind of put this thing together, and, and we've tweaked it between uh, North Florida, Evolution, Ocala. Everybody had input, and everybody's on board, and I think it's going to be something that will hopefully open up the eyes uh, to some of the other track promoters and uh, a lot of people in racing that, hey, when we get together and we work together, a lot of good things can happen for everybody. Well, absolutely. So, so there's eight races. What two races each track? And uh, um, when 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 would this whole deal start? Like March, April? It'll, it'll kick off on March the seventh, uh, North Florida, and then March the twentieth at Ocala, and then April the eighteenth at Volusia, May the ninth at East Bay, July twenty fifth at Volusia, September. 26th at North Florida, October 10th at East Bay, and then my boy Mike, I want to end up on a Friday night, November the 13th. How about that? The Friday night finale. At yeah, he likes them Friday the 13th things. Oh, you know, Mike, he, he's, he's one of them Friday night guys, I guess. But. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let me ask you a question. What, do you, what are your thoughts on the... Uh, the dirt cars, uh, I think there's some dirt cars at East Bay starting to race uh, on the asphalt. Uh, is is that, is those, are those like dirt cars? Do they have to change, make changes to race uh, on the asphalt at Auburndale? What's your thoughts on that whole deal? Yeah, they'd have to make some changes. I don't know uh, how much. I mean, I guess the best way to look at it, if, if everybody made the same changes, they would all be the same. Uh, if a guy went out and spent eight or ten thousand dollars to make changes to his dirt car he'd obviously be faster than anybody else um but that's kind of is kind of where this comes from um some of the guys were wanting more races and more races and unfortunately here this year at east bay i mean i believe we've been rained out eight times um and it's cut back some of the classes to where they could not race uh their 18 or 20 times that we normally run them um, we do have a long season but our long season of course, goes through July and August, and we don't get a whole lot of racing in sometimes. So uh, if we can come up with the common rule book and, and let the guys and gals go out and race a few different places and, and have a little series within a series, um, I think it would be a great thing. But uh, getting back to your question, Jack, I, I don't know that it would work out as good as they think it's going to work in some cases. I mean, there are cars that can definitely go run um, down there and do some different things, but I believe it's going to get into a cost deal to where the more money you put in, the faster you're going to go, obviously. But um, it's just going to, it's, 
it's going to be too hard to go back and forth, I believe, you know, on, on a consistent basis. I got you. Well, they would have to constantly be, be changing the setup of the vehicles. Well, and my, my biggest thing is, you know, I've always heard, you know, my, my dad won a race one time, and on Sunday morning they were up there changing the car and working on stuff, and I'm like, man, if I won the race Saturday night, I would just, you know, put a tarp over it and leave it till next Saturday. And his comment was to me, he said, well, that's why you'd always run second, because the guy that finished second is trying to get his car a little bit faster. So, um, you know, the guys working on them back and forth, you know, you, you might have a good dirt set up this week. You don't want to touch it if you're going to go to the asphalt next week, so you might skip that race or vice versa. So I see a whole lot of maybe guys that might start out going back and forth, but in the long run, if you like dirt, you're going to be a dirt racer. Yeah, I think you're right. Dirt, you know, that's that's something we, we have seen already um, a bit in the in the late models. You know, a lot of guys have, have uh, who have been racing asphalt have uh, – uh, you know, when they make the commitment to dirt, they got to make the commitment to dirt. It's mm-hmm. it, it doesn't seem to work out that well to go back and forth in, in the late models either. You're going to have eight races. What kind of uh, you? So did I get from that that you you East Bay and the other tracks aren't going to necessarily cut back any of their other sprint racing, um, or is that part of it? No, we're not cutting back. We're still going to have our regular yeah uh, schedule here at East Bay. This will be added on top of that. Uh, to give the cars more, you know, times to run during the year. Yeah. Um, so that's a win-win for the drivers also. Some of them may or may not want to go to these different places, but if they do, they do, and if they don't, they don't. What kind of purses are they running for, or did I miss that? I, I, uh, that the uh, Right now, the way we got it set up, it'll be 700 to win, and it's a pretty good bout throughout the field. I'm also looking at uh, figuring out some ways to do some, some hard charger stuff, of course, some lap money and, and different things. Um, and that's where I think it's going to um, help everybody. We're starting out, I'm going to tell everybody, we're starting out kind of small with hopes of getting a little bit bigger as far as the payout and the point fund and, you know, lap leader money and stuff. But instead of being one series guy, you got four racetracks and a series director that's all working in the same direction. So I think it'll be a, a pretty good deal. Hey, Todd, you know, I've, I had this idea a long time ago. You know, that was one of the reasons that used to aggravate me you know, about uh, some of the things, you know, with uh, series, you know, that why couldn't tracks, you know, do something similar like what you're talking about and uh, each of the tracks take a little bit of the burden. Um, is that what's going to happen here at each of these tracks would have their own burden of the uh, the payout? Yes. Yes, each track will, there'll be a, a, a constant payout of the same thing for each of these races. And uh, the, the uh, tracks, you know, basically, uh, well, I guess when a series comes in, um, and I look at it both ways because, as Jack knows, I've ran three different racing series. And I've done a lot of racing, but when it, when I when you come to my racetrack, I have an announcer, and I have a, a flagman, and I have a corner worker, and, and I have me, and I have Al, and, and we're all here, so you don't necessarily need to bring anybody else in in some cases. Uh, so this deal, I think, will, will work because each racetrack has everybody at this place. And Don can be the overall series director, so there's not a big cost, an overhead cost, so to speak, of people coming in to do other things. I believe that's where we can kind of help out and make it work for each racetrack and and be a win-win there again for for the tracks. Absolutely. Absolutely. And these ideas were, this this concept was discussed a long time ago, and 
discussed for man, you know that, don't we? Yeah, we've talked and talked about and talked about and talked about in the asphalt uh, sphere uh, in Florida, and uh, makes too much sense in the asphalt realm, and it just doesn't. Uh, it just doesn't seem to pan out, you know. But uh, go ahead, Jack. I'm just thinking. Were you just being sarcastic, Rob? Is that what no, you're... No, I'm being... Yeah, well, yeah, sort of. You know, it makes a lot of sense, you know, and I just don't understand how come it, it just doesn't, you know, take into effect, you know, because it, 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 you have these all these different theories, you know, that try to come. But in the same token, what's going to happen if you do have a series that wants to come run sprint cars at your racetrack? Are you going to allow them to? Uh, probably not. I'm, I'm pretty... Uh... We're, we're good on what we have, I believe. And these these uh, ladies and gentlemen that come out and run these put on a heck of a show. So I don't believe we'd need anybody else to necessarily come in other than the Winter Nationals here at East Bay. And, uh, I mean, there's going to be enough sprint car racing to go around. And, and we work, we're working hard to make this deal uh, very successful and uh, good for everybody. So. Well, you know, one of the things that uh, – a couple of points that – the media – and getting out lots of information about the series and the drivers and all that, um, I think we've found, and you know that that's very important in, in all of this stuff. If you can uh, get out lots of information about the drivers, that helps the sponsors and the whole deal, and helps the whole game. Yes, absolutely. And there again, Jack. I mean, you know, we've talked about several different things in some of the meetings that we used to do, and and my personal opinion is when we walked out of that meeting. Everybody forgot what they talked about. Right. You know, nobody ever followed up. I mean, you know, me and you talked, have several conversations about it was a meeting, and we got to enjoy our pizza and drink a Coke, and that was about it. So, um, like I say, this group here is, is focused, and they all are dedicated, and I believe this thing is going to work out what, uh, better than most people think. What kind of car count, uh, sprint car count, do you, do you kind of expect, or, or would you kind of see for the, you know, this first year? What what, what like, what would fans expect? Uh, fans should expect anywhere from 22 to, to 26 cars, uh, maybe even more. Uh, Ocala and Volusia both did a deal earlier uh, this year where they kind of did the same concept, and that's one of the reasons that we, we kind of started with the sprint. And uh, they had 36 and 37 cars. Um, but there again, when you look at a, a series and traveling some of the places and trying to run on a weekly basis, you know, some of the guys and gals can't afford to do it or can't afford to get off work and do it, you know, all the time. So they might pick or choose one or two here. So, I mean, I'd be happy with 20, 25 to 26 cars at each of these races, and, and that would be a great show for the fans. And then would there be a, a, a championship point fund at the end for the uh, – Yes, sir. All that sort of stuff. Yes, sir. Yeah. we got a championship point fund. I've already got it set up. Um, working on things and pay out to the top ten uh, drivers and um, – fixing to get started on calling some of the different manufacturers and doing some things. Um, I talked with Don today about that, and we're looking at trying to get away, uh, you know, some contingencies and different things as we go through the year from race to race and then at the banquet at the end of the year. It's cool. I, you know, Rob, uh, as we and Cece, uh, we've talked to, to Todd's probably about the eighth different uh, track owner, eighth or ninth we've talked mm-hmm. to in the last several months, and I think we should ask him some of those types of questions about the economy and cover some of that ground up. Okay. Todd, uh, what's your take on uh, the overall, uh, I mean, I know gas prices have dropped uh, recently. I was talking with Al Saturday night, and he's real happy about that, as we all are. Um, But overall, 
how is this economic uh, downturn that we're experiencing nationwide? How do you? How is that impacting you guys? What are you doing to deal with it? I mean, we've just so you know, we've some of the track owners we've covered it all. Some say, hey, we just have to to keep plugging away and, and make it all work. We have others who swear the end is the you know it's 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 doomsday coming. You know, so where do you guys fit into that? Uh, I believe you have to keep plugging away and keep working at it. Um, we we talked about our prices earlier. I mean, I don't know too many places anymore you can go for, for less than $25 for a, a family of four and get in and enjoy a, an, a, an entertainment night. Um, that's part of it. Uh, I guess we were fortunate in the fact that it got rained out all summer. So when the gas prices were high, they didn't have to drive over here. So we got rained out every, every week during July and August. So, um, but now the big thing is, is uh, promotion. Uh, CC, I believe, you know, we did a t- yep. promotion for our event for this weekend, and it showed. I mean, if you walked out in the parking lot, which we do have people to kind of go out there and look at the tags and see where different people come from, um, that's part of it. And you got to get back to the basics every now and then and get back to a show. Saturday night we had a show, and if anybody was here at East Bay, um, you know, that's what it's all about, putting on a show. It was entertaining. We had all types of different things going on, and I believe everybody enjoyed it. Well, you know what? The kids absolutely loved the, the guy running around in the gorilla suit, the person yeah, was, in, the, in the gorilla suit passing out candy to the kids. The kids were loving that, and that's like, such a simple thing. Sure. We, we were working on a new mascot, actually. I, I did a, a deal for about six months this year that we're going to have a new mascot next year. Not that we're getting rid of Bobo, so don't worry about that. Bobo, he, he's going to be around here for a while. Oh, oh, is that is that the gorilla's name? That's his name. Okay. So he might get a new Speedo or something. You never know, but he's going to be around here for a while. He had a piston or something like that or a, a rod and piston running around. Charlotte's <laughs> um, got that, so we, we, got, we got something new. We got dirt dogs. Oh, do they? I didn't I don't want No, wait a minute. What are you getting? We're getting Dirt Dauber. Dirt Dauber. Dirt Dauber. Dirt Dauber. For 2009. Cool. But uh, some of the, some of the, I mean, it's real simple, some of the things you need to do. Um, like talking about the kids and different things. Uh, one of our better nights, we had a, uh, a deal with the Hillsborough County Parks and Recreation Department, and we did uh, just some of the jumping things like they talked about earlier with the kids, you know, just where they come out. It's free. You go out there and jump on that thing all night long. And, of course, I'm sure the parents loved it because when they hit the interstate, they were out, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but the big thing is, I mean, the gas prices, I believe, have uh, slowed us down a little bit this year. Um, it does affect people. I mean, it, it affects everybody, you know. Um, and I, maybe maybe somebody that could drive from Lakeland or, or St. Pete or wherever to the racetrack here at East Bay may not come every week. Um, I've noticed some of the racers that, that have raced that are my personal friends. I mean, they're not racing on a consistent weekly basis because they can't do it right now. You know, so, and it depends on what kind of business you're in. If you're in a construction business, it may be a little, little bit slower than if you're a doctor. Mm-hmm. I get sick all the time. That ain't slowed down. So it just depends on maybe what business you're in. And, and uh, the big thing, though, is, I mean, we just have to keep plugging away and, and leave our doors of our opportunity open for new things to come along. And, you know, we change the racing business as it changes. I mean, some of the other promoters want to stick to what happened in 1970 or whatever. Well, it ain't 1970. we got to keep moving forward. Well, I think it's, I, I just think it's great when, the, you know, you have the kids 12 and under free. And I think that 
you show that it's a successful thing to do when you can see the amount of families that are out at your track. The kids are running around happy. The parents are having a nice time. They're enjoying watching the race. You know, everybody's entertained and um, and well fed. I got. I, I want you to know that uh, my mother it was her first time for her to be up at East Bay. She came down to watch me in my race, and she wanted me to pass on that she had a lovely time. She's not a not, not a racer. Uh, race fan, but had a great time and really loved the hamburgers that you serve at your concessions. So um, you got my mom's stamp of approval. My mom's a really good cook, so I just wanted you to know that. But you have you have a great setup there, and I think that the proper pricing and making it such a warm, friendly family environment. And you don't see, oh, let's put it this way, of all the times I've been up there, Rob, I've never seen a fight on the track. Hey, have you ever seen a track that has more of a candy selection? That guy that sells the candy up there, he candies anything. You give him something, he'll deep fry it or he'll chocolate cover it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell, you know, it's a, it's, a great, it's a great family place to go. And for me, I consider it it's well worth the 90-minute drive up from Charlotte County. Well, for me, the good news for me is I'm back here in Tampa. Todd, you will be seeing more of me at your racetrack. I'll be reporting more of what's going on uh, at the dirt there and at... Uh, the other tracks here closer to Tampa now that I'm here, so uh, get used to it. <laughs> we'll see. So, Todd, go ahead, Rob. I'd like to see how the track does, you know, uh, uh, weekly and be able to report on it because, you know, I've always said, you know, it seems like East Bay, they have a fan following and there's always people in the seats there, but uh, that's true. You have to realize there is definitely people there who have been coming to that race mm-hmm. as fans for, you know, 25, 30, maybe 50 years, you know. How long has it been there? Yeah? 33 years. 33 years. Well, you know, Todd, Todd's experience obviously is in, in asphalt as well as in dirt. And, um, you know, when you watch racing on the track, what's actually going on out there on the track, you don't see, I mean, this is just, we talk about it all the time, but it's just common sense. You don't see that kind of action on an asphalt track very often. You just don't no. see it in these days. Yeah. Okay, maybe you did a long, long time ago, but you don't now. And that's what fans are coming to pay for to see. And, you know, I think the success at like East Bay and Ocala, Volusia, and, and uh and North Florida with the, the shows and, 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 and the excitement that's created on the dirt tracks. Obviously, the asphalt tracks can't recreate that without re-putting dirt on their track, but they've got to come up with some ways to make the shows more exciting. Well, look at what Sean Smith did Saturday night. He fought, you know, he started in the back, fought all the way up, got up there, got into fourth. And how often do you see that happen in an asphalt track? You don't see that kind of intense racing, passing, and working the way up and taking that challenge from the rear and coming up and being so successful. And you just What do you think, Not Todd? with a field like that. A yeah. field like that, man, you look at how many cars showed. How many cars are there, Todd? I think we ended up with, uh, I don't know. I want to say 48. There was 46. Okay. Yep. 46 cars show up. All right. You got the best of the best there. Listen, I haven't been to a late model race, okay, on asphalt, where there was more than the field could race in a long time. Now, granted, some of the SA racers, they probably do have that kind of, I haven't been to those. But um, 
I can't remember last time in a big race. How about it, uh, Jack? You go to them. Well, the last time you went to one and you had to race them besides like the Governor's Cup. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. You know, and they do it with these uh, dirt races all the time. Um, Todd, let me ask you something. I just happened to notice this in looking at the schedule for the United Le Mans Challenge Series. That it was such a good race that they had there on, on uh, Saturday night. Are they coming back to your racetrack next year? Uh, we don't know yet. We're still working on that right now. Um, me and Ken and Al have been talking about it, and basically I told him that uh, I'm not ready to put up my schedule yet. So um, I've always waited till Thanksgiving or so to put up my series schedule, and, and uh, that's what we typically do here at East Bay. So I was just kind of waiting till we get our ducks in a row. And we got a lot of stuff going on with the Winter Nationals that we needed to put in place. And so our season within a season needs to happen first, and, and our Winter National schedule is now out so we can get started on 2009 and see what happens from there. Is the, storm, is the Storm Pay Late Models coming back? Uh, it's the Neesmith Crate Late Models now. It's the same same series, a new title sponsor, but they'll be here uh, December 12th, 13th this year for the 10,000 Win Crate Show. Man, that's a good show. CC, remember that that's one? Oh, show. when we went up to the, for the Winter Nationals. Yeah, that was great. Oh, I'm looking for the Winter Nationals. The Storm, remember the Storm? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Storm. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you interviewed Kenny, talked to Kenny Schrader that night. That's right. That's yeah. the night I met Kenny Schrader. That's right. And, uh... The guy that won, I can't remember his name. What was the kid that won the one last week, last uh, year? Uh, last year here at East Bay? Yeah. Jimmy. Jimmy, um, Jimmy, Owens. Jimmy Owens. Jimmy Owens. Yeah. Jimmy Owens. Yeah, man, he put on a great show. It was good. Jimmy Owens puts on a great show anywhere he goes, trust me. Yeah, and I'm sure he'll be back. He's what? a race car driver. So what are, the, what are some of the other events you have upcoming here in the next uh couple of months before uh, the Winter National time? Well, we have our uh, our big Thanksgiving modified race. Um, that'll be the, the Mod Gobbler 50, which is David. will be here running with us, David Rudeman. Right. And then uh, we've got a couple of schedule changes that uh, I don't have my website up in front of me, basically, but uh, we've added a couple of our late model shows, I believe, to December 6th, and a limited late model show to that Thanksgiving weekend because... We had to reschedule the sprint cars for this weekend, so the ASDS sprint car show will be this weekend. That's a rescheduled date from November the 1st. So if you want to see sprint car racing, we have the, the East Bay sprints here this weekend, the ASDS sprints, and, and there'll be a pile of them. So that'll be a, that's upcoming this weekend. And then uh, we do the crate show December the uh, 12th, 13th. You still having fun? Oh, I love this stuff, absolutely. You look like you were having fun the other night. Uh, well, the other night, now, I was, I mean, there were several people made the comments that I was in a good mood. I didn't get mad at nobody. That's pretty good. You looked relaxed and happy. <laughs> well, see, Jack does that to me. That's what it is. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, well, let me let me undo that. Camera. So, so now we've covered the bases. Now, you can give me a no comment, but I'm going to give you the opportunity. You're not involved in... Uh, Asphalt late model racing at all now. And, uh, Not that I know of. Huh? Not that I know of. Yeah, yeah. And uh, earlier this year uh, and, and in the last year, we had what we, we did a series of shows where we, we were calling it Motor Wars because there was this big motor war going on in the asphalt world between uh, uh, some of the factions in the asphalt game. And spec motors. You know what I'm saying? And... Uh, so now we have the Florida Governor's Cup that's been being raced, uh, you know, 
as long as Don Neron's been alive, practically. And uh, this year's uh, 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 Governor's Cup on the November 22nd, the CRA, the other series that's been kind of feuding with fast car over these motor things, put a race on the uh, right on top of it on November 22nd up at South Georgia Motorsports Park, paying $10,000 to win. What do you think about all that? Oh, let's see. You just got to keep plugging along, I guess. Back to where we got to work together, guys. Oh, man, don't even get me started with these guys. I'm telling you. Unbelievable. It just makes you uh, it just makes you shake your head, don't it? Well, I thought you were going to ask me something about motors. I mean, I was thinking, I was thinking if anybody's <laughs> been here at East Bay this year, I mean, great motors rule. Let's go. I mean, they're, they're, they're you know, inexpensive. I mean, we can go racing and put 30, 40 cars on the, out there and put on a good show, and John Smith can come from 24th to 4th in a 60-lap race. I mean. The guy that won had a crate motor, didn't he? I believe about two did yeah. yeah, that's yeah. what keeps the tires under them. Yeah, yep. And Peacock won uh, the United, the last United Dirt Late Model race mm-hmm. over there with a great motor too. But um, yeah, it's crazy. And and, and and okay, speaking of that now, what's the plan for uh, uh, Mr. Sean Bass uh, for next year? Do you know? I seen him drive here uh, Thursday night in the late model. And I don't know, man. He tell you what, I thought he was pretty good till I seen him in the late model. <laughs> <laughs> No, Sean. Uh, Sean don't have no plans. He's he's yeah. some opportunities, I believe. Yeah. Sean, uh, he's he's been out here driving Outlaw for a couple weeks and uh, done pretty good. Yeah. This past Saturday night, he uh, got a little altercation, um, so uh, didn't quite get to finish the race. And, right. But uh, other than that, he's been trying his hand on the dirt a little bit, and he ain't, he hasn't got to race the asphalt car a whole lot this year, so. Yeah. Something about I don't know the economy and money issues. <laughs> We've had to slow that down a little bit. So, <laughs> hey Todd, you know you did have a big shakeup at your track on Saturday night. What's the true story behind the thirty-three and the thirty-two? As far as Roger, yeah, yeah. What's up there? Did you find out the true story there? No, I, I, me and me and Roger don't see eye to eye. He's the only guy shorter than I am. So. <laughs> Well, I just thought well, we talked to drivers. Well, we we, we talked to we talked talk to, to Roger. Roger. Yeah, Roger. We yeah. talked to Roger about that. He just uh, he he lost his uh, his late model ride, and he decided he was going to lose uh, he was going to lose the late model ride. He was going to lose the, the modified. modified ride as well, and so he I thought up... maybe I thought maybe Todd might have heard the other side the story of why would they why would they uh, take his ride away from? They wanted him. better. It was it was they, a performance issue. Yeah, they wanted they wanted more out of it than. They thought he could give was basically what we were told. So, uh, I think there comes a point in time, even in short track racing, where you know, after two or three years, that maybe people don't see eye to eye on maybe the car setup or the way the driver is performing or the way the car is performing for the driver. So, sure. uh, I, ma- I imagine that was probably the case because all those guys that, that work on the car and on the car and Roger, they're all good guys. And, yeah. You know, sometimes people don't see eye to eye, and it's time for a change. And it could be both. You know. Good for both sides. Well, look, so. like Mark Mark Whitener, wasn't it? Mark Whitener and Johnny Collins uh, had changes early in the year. Yep, and uh, so those guys have changes, and it's worked out pretty good for both of them. Absolutely mm-hmm. did. So, ah, no doubt about that. Hope that worked out for Roger the same way. Well, uh, Todd, Todd, is there anything else that uh, you'd like to talk about that we didn't cover? Oh, I think we covered a whole lot. I think we did pretty good. I just want to give a shout out to. Uh, 
to uh, North Florida Speedway and, and Ocala and, and Volusia and, and uh, extend the... Uh, everybody go out and see those tracks when, when people come to town and race there and uh, look forward to something exciting in 2009 from, from all these tracks. Okay, so we got a new sprint car deal starting in March and uh, eight race series. Don yep. Ream. Huh. Don- Modified's coming up next. Yeah, we're going to have to get a hold of Don and, and uh, talk to Don Ream. Oh, definitely. And, and, Todd, I look forward to being back at your racetrack soon. Well, thank you. And I believe you can um, – Tanya has a deal going on December the 13th, I believe. That was the date. But she's going to kind of give it a test run, so to speak, for the sprint car deal. It will not be a point-scheduled night, but it will be a, a race at Volusia for the sprint cars that night. All right. Cool. Okay, Todd, thanks so much. It was great of you to be able to take some time out and join us and share your big news with all our listeners. And Dirtfordirt.com. Dirt for Dirt for all the asphalt guys. I know I get several calls that want me to do something over there. The only way I can help you is to come race on the dirt. Boys, I'm sorry. They're not going to pave it. That's one of the things they're not going to do, CC. <laughs> That's right. All right, Todd, we'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks you, a lot. Todd, Bye, you. Todd. All right, thank you, everybody. Have a good night. 